Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now let's listen in with Pastor Jay Petty. It's funny, I keep running into the same word over and over every place I go throughout the Bible. I, I run into it when I read about Jesus. I run into it when I read about Paul's writings. And I read about it when I read about Peter's writings. It's so essential to everything about our lives. And sometimes we just miss it because we don't see it. God never intended for us to walk this walk out by ourselves. He never intended us to do it in our own strength. He never intended for us to think that we could handle it. None of those things. But what he did intend for us is to draw from the natural resources that he has given us. And one of the natural resources that he has given us is power. Now the power I'm speaking to is, is dunamis because... That's the word he's using. In fact, I didn't even look at that word until this morning when I was going over my message. I looked at that word and I said, power. So I looked it up, dunamis power. What does that mean? It means miraculous power. It means a miracle itself kind of power. It's the power of God. It's the power of God that, that out of the riches of his glory, he strengthens us with his power, with his dunamis power so that we can understand, so that we can see, so that we are able to be delivered and healed and, and we can see things and hear things and know things from him. 1 Peter 2, 3 says, As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life. Wow, that's our life. You know what I'm talking about? He's given us all things that we need. Everything that we need to walk this life out, God has given to us in his power. It's called divine power, or the power, or the nature of God's kind of power, in essence. It's the power that raises the dead, but it's also the power that causes you to live and walk out your life in his grace and in his love. And it's and it's essential that we begin to, in the process of spiritual growth, and that's what I want to talk about, growing, 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 growing in the things of God. The first thing he's given us in this process of growth is his divine nature and his power, because he knew that we'd have to have that in order to live. Of course you know that, the, that our natures were changed when we believed in Jesus. Our nature was changed from the nature of flesh to the divine nature of God. In other words, the life of God came in us and we became like him. And in that, sometimes we forget that. I realize that sometimes we face things and we struggle and we have such difficulties walking through this life at times. But the nature of God, the divine nature of God, is present. He's present in us. His power is in us. And everything that we have need of in the divine life of God, we can draw from that power, that source of power, to walk this out. Even when the enemy tempts us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
So no matter what you're facing, the power that is in you and the force that is in you is greater than the force that's coming at you. He always comes at you with a lie. Always. He makes you feel this way. makes you seem this way. It actually looks this way. But it's all a lie. And if you're going to focus on those things, you're never going to turn and focus upon the one thing that God has given you. It's His nature that you can draw from. We forget about that. This divine power has given us in all things that pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. So here it is. God's given you these promises. For what purpose? To participate. It's dinner time. You can come and eat, or you can stay where you're at. Simply put, God has made an open invitation to all of us to participate. All of us, no matter who we are. But in that participation, it must be an action that we take to partake of it. I was sitting here this morning thinking about Jesus. Captivate my heart, Lord. Captivate my heart, Lord. Breathe on me, Lord. Make me yours alone, God. It's in those places. of worship, those places of deep prayer that we make that connection with God. He's always there. I'll promise you this much, he's always waiting on us. That the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, Add to your faith, virtue and virtue, knowledge and knowledge, uh, self-control and to self-control, perseverance and perseverance, godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness, love. For all of these things are yours and abound. And you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Simply put, we don't add one upon top of the other like, I have accomplished this. I have accomplished virtue. Now I'm going to move to the next step. That's not what it means. What it means is that as we walk out our life, all of these things, as we walk them out, should be added to us on a day-to-day basis. We should be going deeper into the things of God and to the nature of God, to the virtue of God, to the faith of God, to brotherly love in God. We should be moving in a deeper place as we walk through this life. Enoch walked with God and was translated. That walk is your life. It's how Enoch lived his life 
with God. In other words, every morning, every day, every afternoon. And, and if you say, well, Enoch didn't have my problems. He had more problems than you did because the world that he lived in was more perverse. And he had family and he had kids and he had a job and he had all those other things. And yet, in the midst of all of that, he walked with God daily. Sometimes I think we think that we have to give God this time and we have to give our job this time, we have to give our family this time. We have to divide up our life so that everything gets an equal amount. We miss something about God. If we, God, if we give God our full attention, he makes all of those other things come around. He causes your love to grow deeper. He causes his spirit to go deeper in you. Struggles are for one purpose, to stop that pursuit in your life. I asked your question, who saved you? Who? I can't hear you. Who saved you? Who's your allegiance to? End of story. This is about him. It's about him and you. It's about your life with him. It's about your walk with him. Don't make it and don't let the enemy make it about any of the other things that he tries to make it about. What things? Your struggle. Here's what he said. Matthew 8, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In other words, I'm the top guy. There's no power greater than mine. The almighty God. Therefore, make, go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Because he's never going to go away. I don't care if you're in the darkest place in your life. He's never going to go away. He will always be there. It's amazing when we begin to understand that Jesus has this power that he's given us. Ephesians, the first chapter, says this power that is in us, that power that is towards us and in us, like the power that, that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that is in us. This is the authority that God has given to the church. You're not on the bottom. You're just below Jesus. You're below him and everything. You're an heir to everything that Jesus has. When you get to heaven, no. Right now. When you start to believe the word of God, when you start to walk in the word of God, you begin to see the power of God manifesting in your situation. It does not mean that you're not going to have a struggle with it. It does not mean that, you're, that your faith will not be tested. Because I promise you it will be. 
But see, there's this connection that the enemy wants to break. And that connection between you and him. And God says, don't let it happen. If you've been a Christian very long, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. My question to you, who's winning? Are your struggles winning or is God winning? See, he's given, God gave his son. His word is the end of everything. Authority means all-powerful, almighty God. He's the almighty one. There's no power greater than his. So whatever he says, whatever he speaks, whatever he wants to happen is exactly what happens. So many of our struggles, we struggle with that whole concept of being between what, what Jesus says and where we're at. Right? How come this is not working out? How come this is happening? How come this is not moving? How come, how come, how come? It comes back to that connection. My friends, we have to hear, we have to hear the voice of God. This walk means nothing without that voice. You've got to know what he's speaking to you, what he's speaking into your heart. This is not religion. There's no rules here except the rule of the Spirit. And hearing. And hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the spoken word of the anointed. All of that power and authority is in you. But you've got to hear what God is saying to will it, to walk in it. And so many times we're so caught up in what we think we know that we miss what God is trying to do in our life. John 17, 2 and 3, as you have given them authority, as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. That's really all it's about. It's about knowing God. It's about knowing the Father. It's about knowing his Son. It's about knowing the Spirit of God that is in you and what that Spirit of God is doing in you. And you know, it's like sometimes we just cut that off. We just cut that off because we, because we think we know what God wants without hearing what He wants. Jesus is praying a prayer here that we would know Him. You know what knowing means? It's an intimate word. It's like, I know my wife, and my wife knows me. And there's nobody in this earth that knows me better than her or I her. But God knows us completely, fully, wholly. 
The problem is, is that we don't know him. In the old days, there was a song that says, take time to be holy. Spend, awe, spend time with God often. I come to the garden alone. All of these, all these songs came out of experiences that people learned and walked in. They're just not songs that, 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 that speak to an ideal, but are true. By the way, Cassie, I enjoyed your song this morning. Second Corinthians 12. And he said to me, My grace is enough. The word is sufficient, but I want to say enough. That's all you need. All you need is that divine influence in your heart. There it goes to that divine nature again, right? Goes to that divine power again. To the divine, that, that hearing God, being influenced by grace to move where God is going in your life. It'd be a much better path if we just walked it out. You know why? We would find ourselves to be much more complete and happy. Sometimes we don't want to take the reins off of our life and let God have them. I heard that one guy say, Chuck Swindoll said this a long time ago, I remember he said, most people want 5% of God in a paper sack so they can feel like they're going to heaven. That's not what we're supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a growth, a spiritual walk, a spiritual life. Not only is that, we're supposed to be sharing our spiritual life and our growth with others. Not, not in trying to tell them how to live their lives, but in a walk with them. In the same way that allowing God to be a part of what we're doing in our relationships with one another. And believe me, with all of us in here, there's all kinds of different characters, right? Some of us are outgoing and some of us are not so outgoing. Some of us just like to talk to everyone. Some of us just like to reserve everything that we have, right? We're all different in here. But the thing about difference gives us strength to draw from from one another because what God is doing in you, I may need that. I may need that in my own hour. See, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the dunamis power of God would rest on me. I love it. Therefore, I take pleasures in my infirmities. Come on now. Do you, do you take pleasures in the dramas of your life? 
carrier. How are you going to find out if the grace is sufficient or not? God will get you through, I promise you. He'll walk you through, I promise you. He'll strengthen you in the midst of what you're going through, I promise you. But you have to realize your own limitations. You can't do what God does. It's God's power. It's God's path for your life. It's God's will in your life. It's what God wants of your life. What God wants to transform in your life. What God wants to change in your life. What God wants to cause to come from your life. It's what he wants. But you know what? We miss that. We try to be strong on our own. We try to overcome our own infirmities. Infirmities mean sicknesses. In the end, you just have to go where it's going because that's all you have. But God has a plan wherever you're going. It's a part of what he's doing in your life. It's a part of what he wants to accomplish in your life. It's the people whom he wants to touch through your life where they see what you're going through and they see that you're drawing your resources from God. You're drawing from his power, from his strength, from his grace. When you start to see that in yourself and others begin to see it in you, it begins to be transforming. And people want what you got. It's like love. No one can tell you about the love of God. You have to experience it. You can read about it all you want. And you can have all the scriptures written down word for word, what it is. But once the love of God touches you, it will change you forever. How many of you know, let me ask a question, how many of you when you got saved cried like a baby? Well, I did. I couldn't stop. I bawled and bawled and bawled. And I said, I don't even know why I'm bawling. I don't even know why I'm crying. I don't even know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I don't even understand this. And yet my heart was changed. Grace. Power. In one individual's life. And how fast we forget it. Anybody know who Keith Green is? I love the guy. I love to hear him sing. He was a 70s dude. But he sings a song about grace. By grace I stand. Part of it starts out, he, he says, you know, Lord, when I started out, when I was new, I was all on fire for you. But now that I've grown older, my fire has seemed to have left me, Lord. Isn't it amazing how our fire for Jesus leaves us? See, if you're not going to walk and depend upon grace to keep you infused with that excitement about Jesus, then it gets further and further away. And so I said, by grace I stand. 
That's the only way it works. By grace I stand. It's by the power of God I stand. It's by the name of Jesus I stand. There's no other name. We can, uh, we can excuse it. Do you know what I'm saying? We can blow it off if we want it. How many of you feel really close to Jesus right now? You don't have to raise your hand. And how many of you feel the distance between you and him? Then I'm going to ask you why. Why do you feel that distance? Mainly because, see, two things going on in your life. One is that you're just walking through life and you're doing the things that you think you're supposed to do. The religious things. That's what I want to call them. Or you're not in that place, in that connection with God so that God can do what he needs to do in you to fire you up. What do you talk about in your day? I remember one time when, oh man, I, I, any conversation I have was going to be about Jesus. What Jesus was going to do, what Jesus could do. It was all, it was, a, you know, you're on fire and you're full of excitement. And guess what? Something happened and you lost your zeal. We said, well, we're more mature now. Really? Ephesians 1.19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of, of his power into us? The word says towards us, but that's not a, actually, that is a bad interpretation of that word. The word means into, into us. In other words, the, the, the power of God is not only towards us, but the power of God is in us because without that power, we can walk this out. What am I going to say? I'm going to say something right now. On the day of Pentecost, see, when the Holy Spirit came, they were baptized with power. What kind of power? Dunamis power. Jesus said, wait for the power. What kind of power? Dunamis power. Why? You'll be my witnesses. You know what a witness is? One who's experienced something or saw something and one who's able to say, I know that that's real and true. I see him in my heart. What drives us? What should drive our life? What should drive our Christianity? Should it not be the spirit of the living God? I'm almost finished here. I'm trying to shorten my messages simply because in January I can only speak for 30 minutes. That's going to be hard for me. So I'm practicing now of slowing down. I mean, I'm making it slower. This, so this great power that is, that is towards us, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the, in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion, that every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the ones to come. So this power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God is the same power that is in us. Resurrection power. 
Amen? Yeah, I know. I want you to struggle with this message. Because I want God to give over. I want you to give over to God. I want you to give over to God this morning. Wherever you're at in your life, I want you to give over to God. I want you to give your struggle over to God, no matter what you're facing. Don't tell God what to do. You don't have that right. You don't know enough to tell God what to do. He has every parameter covered. And he knows exactly what needs to happen. And he knows the effect of what he's going for in your life. So give over to him in your struggle. Tell him, God, not my will, but your will. Let me go with you, God. Help me to find the right way to walk, God. Help me to live in what you want me to live in, God. Lord, I'm struggling. Tell him, I'm struggling, God, with this. There's nothing wrong with struggling. It's just when you let your struggles separate you from the God who saved you. Nothing shall separate us from his love. Nothing shall separate us from his love. Nothing will separate us from his love. No matter where we're at, no matter how far we've fallen, no matter how high we are, his love is consistent and the same and will never change no matter what. Wait until he puts his arm around you and hugs you and the overwhelming presence of his power touches you. It changes your heart. Colossians, by him all things were created that are in heaven and are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, through him, and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church was the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. I was watching this thing on Facebook the other day about, I don't know who sent it to me, someone sent, tagged me and sent it to me, but it was about this guy talking about Jesus being in us. So it goes through this whole analysis of the body and sales and all this stuff and and in, in one place in the cell, there's this little thing that looks like a cross. And that one little thing that looks like a cross is the thing that holds all of us together. It holds our organs together. It holds our skin together. It holds everything together. That one little thing that looks like a cross. The same thing comes from here, that he holds all things together by his word. He has full authority and power over all things. It's him and him alone. Why are you struggling with him? Because you have to walk through something you don't want to walk through. It's really what it is. You want to tell God what you need in your life, and he's... And that's what happens. That's where your struggle comes.
Because you're saying, God, I don't want to walk through this. I don't want to do this. God, I don't want to go there. God, I don't want to have open heart surgery. <laughs> and that's what we do. We start trying to tell God what we don't want, and God says, look, you're going to go through this. Because there's stuff in your life that needs to come off. There's stuff in your life that needs to be broken. I need you to have a clear understanding of who I am and how I work in your life. And I cannot do that in the place you're walking right at this moment. So I'm going to cause a struggle to come in your life so that you have to become dependent on me so that I can transform your thinking and your heart. And we don't like that. Ever gotten angry with God and said, Huh? Why did you do that, God? God, why'd you let that happen, God? God, why do I have to walk through this, God? And God says, Shut up. Just do what I tell you. That's what He tells me. I don't know what He tells you. He always tells me when I start to complain, Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Just do what I tell you. And then I know his business, I know he's serious, so I guess I have to go with it. When I came to this church, and I've told the story before, but I, I just want to tell you, I was at Pennell Valley walking down a mill, and God spoke to me in an audible voice, and he said to me, I want you to go help Richard Tayus. And immediately my reply to him was, I don't want to do that. God, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And he spoke to me again. He said, shut up and do what I tell you. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that if he really needs my help. I was, see, I was trying to leave my way of escape out of this conversation I'm having with God. I didn't even go to the guy for about three days. I saw him coming on the catwalk. I said, hey, hey Richard's Stop for a minute. I need to ask you a question. I, and, I, and I just said, I need to ask you a question. I said, God told me that you needed help. Is that true? And for the next 45 minutes. Okay, God, I got it. So I go home and tell my wife. You know what my wife does? That place where they play that loud music? I ain't going there. <laughs> Isn't it funny? The places we don't want to go are the places God sends us. I have no idea what God had in mind. I had no intention of ever preaching or pastoring again. I did not. I was done. And yet God wasn't. He, he was gently moving me back in, which I didn't know. I was just doing what he told me to do. But then in a year and a half, I was pastor of this church. See, so sometimes when we struggle with something, it's okay to struggle. But it's not okay to say no. It's not okay to say no to God. Because God has a plan. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And we may not like it. We may, not, we may think it's the worst thing that could happen to us. But the, in the end of the day, it's not. Because God brings peace in our pathway in which we walk. Did I struggle? Yeah. I struggled a lot when I first took over. Satan was trying to run me out of town, and I was trying to go with him. 
I'm not lying to you. I, I wanted to leave Globe. I wanted to go. I wanted, uh, but God said no. He would not release me. He would not release me from this place. You don't know what your future holds. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what God has planned for you. And that's the whole point. And when you think that you you have the right to tell God no, you're headed for a road of hard knocks, I promise you. You're going to go tumbling down hard. And you're going to get at the bottom, you're going to look up and say, oh God, what happened to me? Okay, Lord, I'll do it. You cannot run from God. When God is dealing with you, it's much easier just to give in. It's much easier to say yes, even though you don't understand what he's doing. He's calling you. Because you're his sons and daughters. Because he loves you. And because the path that he set for you is the path that he wants for you. And you find it. You find it. You know, the Lord's after your son and your and your husband. I love this kid. He's much bigger than me. But you know something? He's got a wonderful heart. If you ever get to know him, you're going to know he's got a beautiful heart and a beautiful spirit. And I love you. I just want to say that to you. I think we probably ought to come to an end today, but I want you to take a few moments before we do. Just close your eyes if you would. I don't know where your struggle's at right now. I don't even know what you're struggling with. But I do know this, that God has given you His divine power, His divine nature, and it will give you all the answers that you have need of. They'll give you the strength to draw from, no matter what. When I was a kid, I didn't want anything to do with God. I was made to go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Every other time I had to be there. And I didn't want to go. I had no desire for it. But God did. Because it was in those places he formed my heart even though I didn't even know it. I tried to run away, and I ran right into it. Isn't that amazing? I tried to go one way, and he was standing there before I even got there. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And no matter what your struggle is, He loves you. I really would like 
for you, and I think he would like for you to give up that struggle right now. Whatever you're wrestling with in your life, I got news for you. He'll open a pathway for you when you let go of that struggle. Stuff happens. That's just life. But God has a plan through it all. And wherever you think you're going, you're not going to end up at. It's not going to happen. So you've got somebody who loves you. You've got someone who cares about you. And he loves you enough not to let you go there. Oh, he'll give you a little rope. A little rope. When he starts pulling on it. Come home. Come home. Come home. I miss you. Come home. I love you. Come home. Let me help you. Come home. Come home. Find your peace in the midst of what you're going through. God is peace. You know how you know when it's all gone? It's when you find the peace of God in your heart. It's all gone. And when you have peace, complete peace, you're exactly where you need to be and you're exactly where God can do what he wants to do in you. Give up the struggle. You're warring inside of yourself. Don't you remember that song? We raise the white flag, why? Because we surrender, right? We surrender, right? We surrender. Pray with me, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I want your son. I want Jesus. He is my Savior, my Deliverer. He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my holiness. He, he is all those things to me. He is Jesus. Lord, I've been struggling for a long time. Walking through this valley of shadows. And it wears on me, Lord. It wears on me. I don't want to fight it. I want to give that to you this morning. And to your hands, Lord. <clears throat> Forgive me, Lord Jesus. For trying to handle it myself. I'm not doing a very good job. So Lord, I want to change some things this morning. I want to change my struggles and my difficulties and my trauma. I want to give those to you, Lord Jesus. And I'm praying for your peace this morning. Come, Lord Jesus, in your peace. Fill my heart, Lord Jesus. Fill my mind, Lord Jesus. Fill me, Lord, with your peace as you take my struggles, you take my difficulties. As I give them to you, Lord, bring your peace into my heart. 
when I walk from here today, Lord, I'm free. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.